This week we're dealing with some questions that people have or challenges they have um, about Christianity. And today's challenge um, I've heard more times than I'd like to admit. All the church cares about is money. Now I certainly hope that's not the case for every church. Well, quite frankly, I hope that's the case, that's not the case for any church. Uh, when I it was in my first year of parish ministry, when I was at a church, um, I wanted to get to know the congregation. So I set up these home visits where I would come for an hour and just get to know people. And after kind of the initial round of home visits, um, I, I decided I wanted to keep following up on the people who hadn't signed up or maybe who hadn't been to church. And so I was making phone calls, trying to set those up. And I'll always remember a gentleman that I called up and and. I introduced myself as the new pastor, but before I could go on, he said, okay, Reverend, I know what you want. I'll send my check in the mail for my offering. And I said, no, please don't. God loves a cheerful giver. That man, he missed the point. God's not after his wallet. God's after his heart. So now the question, why do we get this impression of churches? Could it be, maybe at times anyway, that we care too much about money? It's interesting that when you read the Gospel of Matthew, uh, over 21% of Jesus' discourse has to do with money. Uh, Jesus said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So I guess the question is, where's your heart? In that same section, he went on to say this. He said, no one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. You see, Jesus warned about the danger of loving money and serving money because of the risk that it poses to our spiritual health. Uh, the Apostle Paul said that the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. It's not money itself that's evil. That's a gift from God. But it's the love of it and what it can buy. Uh, Martin Luther once said that money must be the least of all God's gifts because he even gives it to fools. In other words, that's a way of saying that we put way too much stock in money when there are so many other blessings that are so much more important in life. I always think that we've got the proper perspective on money when we're the youngest. Okay, so I'm thinking of uh, when grandma and grandpa would give like one of my four-year-olds uh, $5 for her their birthday. And I would say to them now, how much of that do you want to give to Jesus? What would they say at that age? They'd say all of it. And I'd be in the awkward position of going, oh, you don't have to give all of it. <laughs> but why are they willing to give all of it? It's because they implicitly trust me to provide everything they need and so much more. And, and we can do the same with God, right? But then how quickly we lose that perspective. Um, I just think of one of my daughters. Um, we we kind of talk about in our house that we're going to start with 10% um, giving back to the Lord of our financial blessings. And so that's kind of the, the, the ground rule and they can go from there. But um, one of my daughters, she get made $15 babysitting. And uh, so I said to her, well, how much of that are you going to give to Jesus? And she said, well, a dollar. And I said, oh, I thought you were giving 10%. Um, and she said, I am. Um, I rounded. Okay, she needs to go back to math class to learn which way you're supposed to round that, right? But finally, why do we give offerings if God doesn't need them? Well, it's out of love for what he's done for us. Uh, Jesus told, or uh, I'm sorry, there was a time in Jesus' ministry when he was at a friend's house. He was at Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, if you remember those names. And during dinner, Mary got up and she took this jar of perfume, an incredibly expensive jar of perfume. She, she poured it all over Jesus' feet and then wiped his feet with her hair. That jar of perfume was worth a year's wages. Think of spending anything, you know, spending a year's wages on anything and then it just being gone. Why would she do that? It's because she wanted to show Jesus what he was worth to her.
because she wanted to thank him for the salvation that he would win for her. And finally, that's why we want to give offerings too, out of love for the one who broke his body open on the cross and poured out his blood for our forgiveness. Now we have something truly valuable, a savior. And it takes letting go of our love of fleeting money in order to hold on to our savior who gives us so much more than money can buy. Hey, hey, it's Pastor Mike. Thanks for listening today. There's actually something else I think you'd really enjoy, and it's our latest podcast from my friend C.L. Whiteside. Uh, I could gush about C.L. and his gifts and the message he's bringing to the Time of Grace community, but instead, I'm going to let C.L. tell you in his own words what his podcast is all about. Something that's been on my mind has been, when did this cancel culture begin and people started saying this person is done or they're dead to me? And what makes cancel culture intriguing is that if you aren't angry, like the majority of people are also angry, and you're not saying I'm done listening to them or I actually forgive them, you get canceled too. So you can't forgive somebody and want to move on and not want to dwell on it your entire life? Join me, C.L. Whiteside, on my podcast, The Non-Microwave Truth. Search The Non-Microwave Truth wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.